0: Good morning and welcome to the First Unitarian Universalist Church of Austin. We are a spiritual community dedicated to the free search for truth and meaning, and we're glad you're here. I would like to extend a special welcome to those of you who are visiting with us this morning. We come from a long heritage of teaching that there is a spark of the divine in every person. It is in the spirit of that heritage that I say, let us greet the holy in our midst by turning to the person to your right and left and welcoming them here this morning. Will you please say with me the words by which we light our chalice? In the light of truth and the warmth of love, we gather to seek, to find, and to share. Today, let us be that stable. Let us be the place that welcomes the lost the weary and rejected, the pilgrim stranger, the
1: coming life. Let not the frigid winds that pierce our inadequate walls of our mild wed hay or the fetid leavings of our cattle shame us, shame us from our beckoning.
2: Let our outstretched arms be a manger so that the infant hope swaddled in love may have a place to lie.
0: Let a cold beacon shine down upon us from a solstice sky to guide
1: us, the seekers who will come. Let the lowly shepherd and all who abide in the fields of their labors lay down their crooks and come to us.
2: Let the seers, sages, and potentates of every land Traverse the shifting dunes, the rushing rivers, and the stony crags to seek our rude
0: frame. Let the herdsmen and high lords kneel together under our thatched roof to lay their gifts before wonder. Today,
1: let us be that stable.
0: Let us affirm our church's mission statement together. We gather in community to nourish souls, transform lives, and do justice. In the rising of the sun and in its going down, we remember them. In the blowing of the wind and in the chill of winter, we remember them. In the opening of buds and in the rebirth of spring, we remember them. In the blueness of the sky and in the warmth of summer, we remember them. In the rustling of leaves and in the beauty of autumn, we remember them. In the beginning of the year and when it ends, we remember them. When we are weary and in need of strength, we remember them. When we are lost and sick at heart, we remember them. When we have joys we yearn to share, we remember them. So long as we live, they too shall live. For they are now part of us as we remember them. We end our time of meditation with a meta meditation from the Buddhist tradition. I'll say the line, and should you care to, you say it after me. We say this three times, and the first time we say this for ourselves, this is a good spiritual path, a good spiritual practice to say this for yourself every day, and for those you love, for those about whom you are neutral, and for those who have hurt you. The first time through is for ourselves. May I be free from danger. May I be mentally happy. May I be physically happy. May I have ease of well-being. The second time we say it for someone we love. May you be free from danger. May you be mentally happy. May you be physically happy. May you have ease of well-being. The third time, as a spiritual stretch, we say this for someone against whom we have a resentment. For some people, this is again for themselves. May you be free from danger. May you be mentally happy. May you be physically happy. May you have ease of well-being. Today is the Christmas pageant. Yay. We tell the Christmas pageant story in the traditional Western style. There is a difference between a soul story and history. The people who know the Palestinian culture know that the word for in means, in the original language, that part of a person's house where the guest stays. As people came into Bethlehem, they stayed with family. There were such things as hotels, but there's a different word for those. A family would be mortified for death generations, if a member of their family had to stay in a hotel when coming to town. When our story says there was no room in the inn, so the baby was put in the manger, if you know Palestinian culture, that means here's the house, there's a raised platform where the family lives, there's a part of the platform for guests, and all around the platform is where the animals live. You bring them in for the night, You let them out again in the day. So when the story says they came to Bethlehem and there was no room in the inn, so they laid him in a manger, that means there was no room on the platform for the baby, for a crib or for a pallet for the baby. So they put him in a manger, which meant he was this far from the family, not out in a stable, in a dark, cold and lonely place, homeless. However, This soul story is true as well. It is true that the divine seeks a place within us. It is true that the divine spark is born and we must open our hearts to that spark within us. So this soul story is true as well. And this is how we tell it in the traditional way.
2: The season of winter solstice has been celebrated in one form or another for thousands and thousands of years. A hundred different cultures have told stories about how the birth of their gods took place at this time of year and how light, hope, and life are returning to the world and to our lives. This morning, we'll present the version of this story that's written by Christians, which is part of our American and Western culture. Whether we're Christians or not, we all hear it this time of year. It's the story of a special baby, a child of God, as all babies are, a child called Jesus. And this morning, this story is wrapped not only in swaddling clothes, but also <clears throat> but also in wonderful music about greenery the holly and the ivy that's found this time of year the candles and music and merriment that were all part of the season long before Christianity was born
1: now is the time for the christmas story it happened long long ago In a faraway land, Mary and Joseph came searching for a place to stay. Mary and Joseph had to make a journey to the city of Bethlehem because there was a new law that said everyone had to return to the city where they were born to pay their taxes. Joseph was very worried about Mary taking this trip as she was going to have a baby very soon, but Mary wanted to be with her husband for the birth of their first child. It was a long trip to Bethlehem. Three full days of walking. Mary was so glad when they saw the river the rooftops of the Bethlehem in the distance. Joseph, she said, let's stay at the first inn we come to. I think our baby is all ready to be born. When they got to Bethlehem, they found the little town crowded with people. They stopped at the first inn, but the innkeeper told them, I'm sorry, there is no more room here. Joseph tried another place. And knocked on the door again. And everywhere it was the same story. Sorry, there's just, there's no room here.
2: And then finally, when it was almost nighttime, they saw a house at the edge of town with a light in the window. Joseph knocked at that door and told the innkeeper, please help us, we need a place for the night. My wife is going to have a baby soon And I don't think she can travel any farther. And the innkeeper said, there's no room in the inn, but don't worry, we'll find some place for you. The innkeeper showed Mary and Joseph to a quiet little barn where the animals were. It was clean and warm and it smelled like hay. Then the angel of the Lord brings a baby to Mary and Joseph. And on that very night, in that barn in Bethlehem, their little baby was born, and they named him Jesus. Mary and Joseph wrapped him in the soft swaddling cloth and made a little bed for him in the hay. This comes from this part of the Bible in the book of Luke, chapter 2, verses 1 through 7, and that book tells us. That in those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken for the entire Roman world. And this was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to their own town where they were from to register. So that's why Joseph went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem in the town of David because he belonged to the house and the line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who, as we're told, was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no room available for them. This ends the Bible reading.
1: That night, like every night, there were shepherds in the field outside Bethlehem watching the flocks of sheep. The shepherds were surprised and amazed by a very light, a very bright light in the sky and a strange song coming from nowhere and everywhere all at once. And after sharing the joyous news with the congregation, the angels went to find the baby born in a stable in the city of Bethlehem and tell everyone about him. Mary and Joseph never saw the angels, but the angels saw them and their little baby, and all the angels said, What a beautiful child. And another reading from the Bible, from the book of Luke, 2, chapters 8 through 16. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven. And on earth, peace to those for whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven... The shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger.
2: So just like the story goes, we just heard it from the Bible. So after the angels had gone away, the shepherds remembered what they had said that a wonderful baby had been born, and they could find him by following the brightest star in the sky. So the shepherds all said to each other, Let's go look for that baby. Because of that bright, bright star. And sure enough, there inside were Mary and Joseph, watching over their little baby Jesus, who's dressed like Yoda today. And the shepherds all said, very quietly, the shepherds said, Oh, what a beautiful child. And then they went away and told everyone they could see what they had found. So on that same night, shepherds and animals and angels weren't the only ones that heard about this beautiful baby born three wise men saw the bright star and said to each other, look at that amazing star. It must be shining for something very special. These wise men loaded up their camels with treasures, very precious gifts and traveled, traveling supplies, and they followed that bright star all the way to Bethlehem. Jesus was only a few days old by the time they got there. When the wise ones found him, they knew he was very, very special. What a wonderful child. This child will be our teacher, they said. And they gave the baby gifts of gold and frankincense, which smells
1: very good, and myrrh. Mary and Joseph wondered for a long time about all these things that happened when their child was born. Isn't it wonderful that all these people would come to see our baby and give us presents? They don't even know him. When Jesus grew up, he was a courageous teacher, just like the wise ones said. And one of the most important things he tried to teach people was to love each other, and to treat all people, even strangers, with kindness and care. And people who have tried to follow his best teachings have become better people and have spread light through the world which is what we are here to do so this morning we shared the christmas
2: story about one special baby but this baby isn't the only special one every child and every person is a treasure it's a wonder and a miracle that we were all born and as we grow up there are always and we are always and forever a treasure a wonder and a miracle, all of us. If you look in your order of service, I'd like us to read these following words together. They start out For so the children, for so the children come, and so they have been coming, always in the same way they come, born of the seed of man and woman. Each night a child is born is a holy night. Parents sitting beside their children's cribs feel the glory in the sight of a new life beginning. Each night a child is born is a holy night, a time for singing, a time for wondering, a time for worshiping.
0: And now will you please say with me the words by which we extinguish our chalice. As we extinguish the chalice this evening, let us carry in our hearts the fire of peace, love, and goodwill that is the miracle of Christmas. For the story is universal, and the story of this baby belongs to us all. Love and joy to you, and a very merry Christmas too. As we go in peace from this place, may we carry that spark of love, of truth, of peace in our heart. May we do everything we can to breathe on that spark and fan it into a flame inside ourselves. And may we do everything we can to breathe on that spark of the divine in the people we meet this week. May it be so. This is a presentation of the First Unitarian Universalist Church of Austin. For more information, visit our website at www.austinuu.org.